0: Listeners, welcome to the Ijano Class. I'm your host, John A. Lancaster. For episode four, I'm going to be discussing a very important and disturbing discovery that has been kept out of the mainstream news. That discovery is the legal record of Joseph Rosenbaum. For those of you who do not recognize that name, Joseph Rosenbaum was one of the men killed by the controversial Kyle Rittenhouse during the Kenosha, Wisconsin shooting of August 25th. Rosenbaum was the petite, bald, lightly facial-haired man in the reddish shirt recorded yelling, quote, shoot me, nigga, unquote, who was subsequently shot multiple times after chasing and throwing objects at Kyle Rittenhouse. Unfortunately, there was a much more despicable element to Joseph Rosenbaum than his thuggish behavior on that fatal night. Joseph Rosenbaum was a convicted pedophile. The stalwart journalist Andy Ngo was the first to have brought this issue to light, posting Rosenbaum's file in the Wisconsin Sex Offender Registry on Twitter two days after the shooting. However, the registry didn't go into the specifics concerning the horrific nature of Rosenbaum's crimes. It was a Twitter user, who goes by the handle Radio Free Elk, who found and displayed Rosenbaum's pre-sentence report, which contained the fine details of his crimes. While staying at some acquaintances' homes back in 2002, Rosenbaum, who was at the time an 18-year-old molested five boys ranging from 9 to 11 years of age. His offenses involved anally penetrating those children as well as forcing those children to perform oral sex on him. He also performed oral sex on those children, forced those young little boys to take part in mutual masturbation and exposed those children to pornography. This is the man that had an entire article devoted to him in The Sun, which painted him as a beloved family man. The child rapist Rosenbaum was referred to as, quote, sweet and loving, unquote, by the New York Daily News. Even more sadly, there are still people who refer to this child predator as a hero, as anyone who does a brief social media search will find out. It's doubtful that the big names in the news industry will bring these malicious details to the attention of the public. The pundits have already built momentum off the moral indignation aimed at Rittenhouse. The leftists have been so consumed with personifying Rittenhouse as the embodiment of right-wing terror that addressing the atrocities of their blight against humanity martyr Rosenbaum would be in their minds to justify their ideological adversaries. If the circumstances were not so tragic, it would be hilarious to see these people claiming to uphold values that will foster a moral and just world, all the while giving sympathies to a man who took carnal advantage of children, which is categorically mourning the loss of evil. But this is the fruit born by today's ideological tribalism. This is what happens when people are made to represent beliefs, which themselves are designated as moral or immoral. The nuanced characteristics of the individuals representing those ideologies are obscured. The merit of the ideas becomes inseparable from the mascot chosen to embody them because Rosenbaum was fighting for the leftist interpretation of the right side of history he is commonly painted as an upstanding figure never mind the innocent children he ruined with his sick perversion his ideological embodiment cancels out the ramifications of his personal conduct and holds weight over how that conduct affected others rosenbaum's heinous actions will never be acknowledged by those who have dedicated themselves to the us-versus-them mentality. To do so would be to forfeit ground to the Rittenhouse supporters, who themselves have been casted as villains for putting, as the leftists say, property over people. Yet in failing to confront the nature of their appointed saint, the Rosenbaum mourners have put worldview over the mercy of children. Ironically, the crowd that willingly ignores the abhorrent background of their late exalted comrade is the same crowd who has no problem using the slaveholding background of the United States founding fathers as ad hominem attacks against Western society. They will readily employ the slaveholder status of men like Thomas Jefferson or George Washington as grounds for their vilification and excommunication from contemporary society. But there is a discrepancy with this double standard. Washington, Jefferson, and other notable American figures were chiefly concerned with the possibility of a race war emerging from releasing slaves en masse. The high level of animosity held against blacks, as well as the slaves' ability to function freely in society, being hampered due to their captivity, made the possibility of a bloody conflict extremely likely yet this did not prohibit the founding fathers from taking action against slavery washington for one freed his slaves in his will and ordered his estate to prepare the slave children he owned with education and useful occupational training jefferson on at least three separate occasions tried to legislate plans to end the importation of slaves and bring about their emancipation. Benjamin Franklin not only petitioned Congress to abolish slavery, but also served as president of the Philadelphia Society for the Relief of Freed Negroes Unlawfully Held in Bondage, which was an organization that dedicated itself to abolishing slavery and providing education and employment to free blacks. When the same scrutiny is placed in regards to Joseph Rosenbaum, one finds no redeeming factors in his background. He raped children, got involved with rioters, dared a person to shoot him, attempted to assault a minor, again, and was shot. There's no evidence of repentance or restitution for his crimes. This situation is reminiscent of a poem written by Julie Howard Hobson titled Martyr's Imperative. It contains one single word, die. Considering the amoral and desperate nature it would take to eulogize a depraved sexual opportunist like Joseph Rosenbaum, I'm afraid she may be correct. That's it for this episode of the Ijonoclast. The relevant links are in the description. More of my work can be found at my website, johnalancaster.com, where I showcase my articles, curated videos, and spoken word poetry addressing today's controversial issues. The links page in the menu will serve as a directory to my work in social media pages. Thank you for listening. God bless.